sacred vengeance. That's coming up next right here on The Right Stuff. Welcome to The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen, Parker J. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking to a debut author. And you know how excited I am when I talk to my debut authors because they did something so many of us want to do but don't do. They finished the book, they finished the assignment, and they got it published. So I am so pleased to welcome to you, dear listener, debut author Evangeline Pierce. We're going to be talking about her wonderful, fantastical, supernatural, spiritual warfare. I don't know what to call it. We're going to be talking about her book, Sacred Vengeance, in just a few moments. As always, I want to thank you for your support. We've been showcasing Christian authors for 10 years worldwide. And as God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help out, simply go to patreon.com slash write stuff. See what you can do. And as always, we covet your prayers. To stay up to date with PJC Media, simply go to pjcmedia.net, click that pink follow button, you'll never miss a show. Subscribe to our new YouTube channel and stay up to date for uploads and more. Go ahead, subscribe today and click that notification bell. And so, without further ado, I'm going to bring on my guest today, Evangeline. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm happy to be here. I am so glad that you took time out of your busy schedule to be here with me today. I don't take it lightly. And what's really cool is how we met, because I get these Amazon recommendations and these books pop up. And I'm like, wow, that looks really interesting. (laughs) So that's how Evangeline and me met is through Amazon. So Amazon, thank you for the all-powerful algorithm. (laughs) But I'm so glad to be talking to you today, Evangeline. So I want to first make sure I'm saying your name right. Is it Evangeline or Evangeline? I'm saying it wrong two different ways. So let me know which one it is. It's Evangeline. Evangeline, okay. So, dear listener, ignore the fact that I said Evangeline. Okay. So, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm an author, and I write um, Christian kind of spiritual warfare adventure, action adventure books. Um, I'm also kind of a teacher on the side, and I have I live in Texas with my family, and we have a couple of dogs and a flock of chickens. You said chickens? Yes. I love it. So you get eggs all the time then, don't you? Oh, yes. Fresh eggs every day. It's awesome. I love that. I My uh, my friend, Lynn, who's been on the show before, too, I spend a couple of weeks with her every summer at her house in Colorado. So she has chickens and now she has ducks. And so we have these nice, fresh, hot, warm eggs that come out right off the chicken and we eat them and they taste so fresh. They taste a lot better than the eggs we get in the store. When did you know this was something you wanted to do? I was 12 years old when I wrote my first story that was, you know, longer than a page. It was more like fan fiction, but fan fiction didn't really exist back then. So I just read a book and I was like, I need book two, like now. And I didn't want to wait for it. So I wrote it myself. And I was 12 whenever I decided that's something I wanted to do. I mean, that was a while ago. (laughs) I like the fact that you use the impetus of wanting to see the book out before the author thought about you (laughs) getting it out there and you wrote your own fan fiction. I think that's a sign of an author where, you know, I want to know the story. I know where the story takes place. I can take care of myself. Do you care to share what that story was? Do you remember? I don't remember exactly. I know one of the main characters was named Will and it was like a mystery, you know, supernatural something um, in a castle. 
Um, I had it printed out somewhere and I looked for it the other day and I couldn't find it, but yeah, it was, you know, 12 year old me writing about boys and mysteries and castles. <laughs> Ever since that moment, did you always feel that writing was the pathway for you? It was always something in the back of my mind. It wasn't, um, I didn't know how to do it. And you know, I became, I went to school and became a teacher. It was just always, there's always like a tug of this like little niggling thing in the back of my head. You need to write this story. And I would come up with stories and I just started, you know, writing. Um, what kind of launched me was my grandmother went missing and it was an ordeal. We did find her. She was not fine. She had an accident and we found her and got her to the hospital and it took us like three days. And it was, that right, I wrote that story of that was a true story, and just writing that was like kind of got me back into wanting to write and learning how to write and a full novel. Do you think it was therapeutic for you to do that as well? Yes, writing is very therapeutic. Like Sacred Vengeance, actually, after I finished it, and I was like, wow, I feel so much better about you know something. I mean, it, it's a fiction, but some real life things get put in your novels and yeah those things are very helpful to write about even as you are writing them from a fictional standpoint. Back in 2015 I had one of the worst years of my life and the only way I could come to some closure was that I wrote my third book at the time called Vengeful Vows. It was a story about a young lady who was trying to manipulate everything in her life and she was very good at it. But we all know that any sense of control is only an illusion. I had broke fellowship with someone. I had hard times at my job. My marriage was rocky. Just a lot of things were happening in that year. And for the first time in my life, I used the story to mitigate and understand the things I was feeling inside. Before then, I was just simply a storyteller. Now I needed the story to heal my thoughts. And the good Lord blessed according to his will. And several of the people who read that book later said, yeah, that was definitely a roller coaster ride. How long did it take for you to write Sacred Vengeance? Sacred Vengeance took six months. Um, not fully. Um, so actually my goal with writing Sacred Vengeance, I wanted to know how authors did it. And I was like, how do they put out four books a year? And so I was like, well, I'm going to write this one. I'm going to set a goal for six months. Can I get 70,000 words? And, and I made that goal. It was uh, not hard, but it wasn't super easy either because I do have, I'm a full-time mom and teacher and all that stuff. But I made 70,000 words in six months. I sent it to an editor, and she's like, this is bare bones. You need more words. <laughs> so I had to add, I made it to 90,000 and added 20,000 more words. And I finished that in a, five more months. So it was less than a year, about nine months, for it to be fully complete. So the biggest thing you could probably tell our listeners who are also aspiring authors is that if you put your mind to it, you can't finish your book. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, people ask me all it, oh, well, they come up to say, well, they're amazed that I wrote a book. And then they're like, I want to write a book. And I'm like, well, just sit down and start writing. One thing that helped me the most is having a program to um, set my writing goal. And so my goal was 70,000 words. And 
at a target date and I knew it calculated how many words a day I needed to write in order to meet that goal. Um, that really helped me. It might not help everybody, but just being able to, to have that pressure a little bit to say, okay, I need to write 500 words today if I'm going to hit this goal um, was really helpful to me. That sounds like what they do every year in November for NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month for listeners who are unfamiliar with the term. And a lot of authors begin stories during that month because the goal is to write 50,000 words in a month. And to do that, you have to write 1,667 words a day. You don't edit. You just constantly write. But I like that you tell our dear listeners that you can do this if you put your mind to it. And I always say, if you want to write a book, go ahead and write it. Nothing is stopping you but you. But I do understand that life happens. Like you said, you're a full-time mom. So let's go ahead and dig into sacred vengeance. One thing, dear listener, that I told Evangeline as I was reading her book, I said, it's difficult to really put this in a category. Even though she said supernatural adventure, sort of fantasy, it's not quite that either. It's a very unique story, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And as a debut author, she doesn't have this framework to work with. Right now, you are developing your style. You're developing your story. And I want to be there for it all. And I told Evangeline before we started recording, dear listener, I said, you're stuck with me now. So she said that wasn't too bad, but we'll see. She can't get back out of it now, though. So let's go ahead and talk about Sacred Vengeance. It's a story about spiritual warfare, but it's acted out in a very visual way. So go ahead, tell us what the premise is about Sacred Vengeance, but don't give us too many spoilers. Sacred Vengeance is a book about a young woman, and um, she has to travel through heaven and hell to save her daughter, um, who the family is being attacked by demons, and they don't understand why. And so she, her guardian angel comes along and helps her to um, discover who she is and how to effectively fight the demons. She's a, she's fighting for her life and for the life of her daughter. So she travels to these other realms um, to fight and overcome those spiritual battles. When we meet her guardian angel, he is he's just a big buff guy, you know. And I like that you did that because sometimes people want to depict the angels and kind of throwaway, slender, majestic. Not that angels can't be that way, you know. Um, according to Ezekiel, <laughs> they're quite scary. When you depict the angel, he is probably one of the most frustrating characters because he knows things but won't tell her. And I was getting so frustrated with him, like, what is going on? She needs this information. But he talks a lot about free will. And I think for some people, um, particularly my dear reform slash Calvinist, dear listeners, there's no such thing as free will. God chose you. I, I get it. I get it. So, But there's a lot of that going on here. And it actually adds to you keep reading because Gabriel, and I'm sorry, you know, spoiler alert, you find out in the first book, but Gabriel keeps things from Allie. He keeps keeping things from her. And that was just so frustrating to me. But what was your thought process behind just eking out this information to both Allie and the reader? Well, I wanted Allie to be able to discover these things on her own. I feel like that as a Christian, um, that's how 
it works. Like we don't know all of the things and the journey is and you know, the discovery is in the journey. And as we learn and read and we learn new things, then we get, you know, more information about what we're supposed to be doing and where we're supposed to be going and, and how to defeat these things that we can't always see. And I didn't want Allie to have all the information um, because she had her own choices to make. And if she had all the information, it might, you know, direct her in a certain way, which is, you know, the way the reader wants her to go and the way everybody wants her to go, but it, it needed to be her choice. And so I know people say we don't, some people don't have free will, but I think we do. And I think that's how that came across in the book. I don't think we're robots in any way. And I think that Ali just, Gabriel did not want to affect Ali's life in a way that she wouldn't have wanted it affected. He knew that she would want to make that choice and have that freedom. And he didn't want that, you know, didn't want to take that, that choice away from her. So he wanted to guide her as much as possible and give her as much help as possible, but he didn't want to give her too much um, so that she would, because he knew what she would do if she had the information. But also it couldn't have been too easy on Allie because she needed to have that struggle a little bit in order to appreciate the journey. If it was easy for her and then she wouldn't have, I mean, it would, she would have just gone back to being the way she was before. One thing at the beginning of the book that you did that I thought was really important, you set up the reader to expect things. And Allie did not believe in the supernatural. She was always looking for a rational explanation for the supernatural, which is really ironic when you discover Allie's origins, if you will. And Allie is very skeptical. And her husband, he's more attuned to these things as she is. And so there's a scene in there where she's always trying to rationalize things that are literally happening in front of her face. But I think this is an important part of the topic because spiritual warfare is real, but it happens in the supernatural realm and it pierces the natural realm. If I could say it like that, Evangeline, if I could say it like that. So The fact that you use the beginning few chapters to set it up, let us know that these things aren't in it just to make fun of you. They're in it to destroy your life. The Bible says the thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And when you recognize that, you have to understand this is warfare. This isn't just cute stories. This is warfare going on. And you do an excellent job depicting that in this rather fantastical way. So, dear listener, what I want you to do is go online, go to Amazon or wherever books are sold, and pick up your copy of Sacred Vengeance. Now, the question is, does the story end at the end of Sacred Vengeance? It doesn't. Um, There is, I call it like a mini cliffhanger. The story wraps up, but we don't know everything that's happened to a few of the characters. So there is going to be a sequel coming out then? Yes, the book two is complete. We're in the editing phases, and it is slated for December 4th, um, but I do hope to move that up a little bit. So you won't have to wait too long for it to come out. Now, what has some of the response been to Sacred Vengeance? Because like I was speaking to you earlier, you can't really categorize this book, which is great. And I see that as a sign of your style developing. 
but what has been some of the positive reviews that you've received from Sacred Vengeance? A lot of people love the adventure, definitely, and just trying, you know, getting to the end, wanting to know what happened. Um, I've gotten several people who said that the book is funny, and there, I, you know, I try to lighten it up. It's a very heavy topic, but Allie does have a sense of humor that's, you know, a little dry sometimes, but there's some funny parts. So, and I've won a couple of awards for this book, and their response was just the, um, you know, the overall feel of the book is, you know, you you want Allie to win. You like, you know, you like rooting for her, that kind of thing. One thing, too, I like that we don't have it clear, cut, and dry. You are learning things along with Allie. And she does have the ability to laugh at herself. But Allie has dealt a lot of pain very quickly in the story. And you just feel for her. And I love the fact that you don't make her so superhero-y that she doesn't experience pain. I think sometimes we lose that because pain is quite real and it means that something is wrong with reality. And you show that through Allie in the beginning pages. I won't spoil it for you, dear listener, but you discover that through the beginning pages and some horrible things happen to Allie. But through that, you see this unseen hand guiding the path and her falling into place with that will. And so there's a lot going on in Sacred Vengeance, so make sure you go ahead, pick up your copy today. You will not be disappointed. If we want to connect with you, where can we find you online? You can go to my website, evangelinepierce.com, and I am on almost every social. I know there's a new one every day, but you can search for Evangeline Pierce on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. In the last moments we have left, I always want to give our authors an opportunity to encourage aspiring authors whom God has given the gift to write to pick up a pen and do so. Go ahead and encourage them out there today. Yeah, I guess just do it. <laughs> That's all I can say is like if you feel like you have a book in there, um, write it. Start writing. Um, it's never going to get written if you don't start putting words on a paper. Evangeline, I can't think of a better way for us to end the show today. Really so glad to have you back, and I cannot wait to have you back and have you back real soon. All right, thank you. And we were talking today to Evangeline Pierce. She is the author of Sacred Vengeance, which is available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. If you like angels and demons and supernatural things alone, just a hint of romance, you're going to love Sacred Vengeance. Go ahead, pick up your copy today. I thoroughly enjoyed this book. Like I said, it was a very unique book with a unique take on spiritual warfare that I thoroughly liked. And I want you to love it too. Make sure you love my sister today. Go ahead and pick up your copy of Sacred Vengeance. You will not be disappointed. And also, I like what Evangeline said. Just do it. So many people out there want to write a book. They have that story that's within them, but they don't pick up the pen and do it. So what are you waiting for? Just do what Evangeline said. Just do it. So go ahead. Pick up the pen and write stuff. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen, Parker J. And you have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day.